What is up, True Selfie fam? It's Brooke, your host, and I am pumped about today's topic. But before we dive into what I believe to be a true word from God for you today, I want to let you know that there are plenty ways to support this podcast. What you are doing right now is supporting it just by listening, and I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or by financially supporting. Whether it be through clicking the more feature tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast, which gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions as little as 99 cents. You can also support through my website, brookegunther.com by clicking the donate tab where one-time contributions or monthly contributions are accepted through PayPal or by using your debit or credit card. However you support, I appreciate you. Now, let's dive into today's topic. Hello, True Selfie fans. My name is Jesse Gunther, and uh, Brooke has given me the honor of kicking off her show today. Yes. Were you excited? Did he do a good job? That is Brooke <laughs> that you're hearing now. She she jumped in before I got to introduce her. Oh, but sorry. this is... I thought I was leading the show, but uh, that is Brooke Gunther. She is the leader of this podcast. I am only her guest today. Uh, I would not say celebrity guest, just guest today. Um, I know nothing about what we're going to talk about, so I cannot enter. Yes, you do. He's lying. Oh, I do? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Oh, I sent like some topics and stuff, but I didn't know. we had agreed on a topic. He is... Oh, my bad. You need to look at your text messages to make sure that... (laughs) I'm being truthful. Yeah. That's the point of this show is to expose lies that the enemy tries to tell us with truth. Yeah. And we are exposing a lie. I, I agree. You talked about that a lot last week in your podcast. He's literally looking up what we're talking about because he has no idea. Well, I want, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, okay. Yes. Today, which is, it's a great time of the year to talk about this. We are going to talk about forgiveness. I even have a forgiveness journal sitting right in front of him. And he's just like, what are we talking Is about? Is that what you brought in here? I asked you what you were doing and you didn't listen. We got to work on our communication yeah, before we, we need to go back and listen to the we, communicating uh, in marriage podcast <laughs> that uh, released just a few weeks ago. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to talk about forgiveness? What's your take on forgiveness? Ooh, um, that it's super easy and that, uh, it takes little <laughs> to no effort at all. We're going to expose that lie again here today. And, um, <laughs> forgiveness is not easy. It is a hard, hard, <laughs> hard thing to not only learn how to do, but want to do that has to take a lot of effort on both parties part. hundred percent. And there are certain topics that are easier to forgive for people than others. I think everybody has their own, like like if somebody wrongs you for this reason, it's easy to forgive. But if somebody wrongs you for another reason, maybe they're kind of like equal reasons, but it's hard to forgive them for that. It all depends, I think, on what we're attached to a lot in this life. Yeah. And when you think about that, I just think about like how sins are the same you know, and forgive and forgiving should be the same, no Mm. matter what transgression, no matter what, um, 
you know, betrayal, cheating, lying, whatever sin was committed against you is just the same as a sin to God. All of them are the same. And so forgiveness should be all in the same, no matter what it was, white lie, you know, manipulating all of those are equally seen the same as, as a sin. I agree. It's hard for our flesh to forgive for some things, but obviously God's the perfect example to him. It's just forgiveness for whatever it may be. It's as easy for him to forgive forgive us of this versus forgiving us of that. Right. So we have to look at Christ when we're thinking about forgiveness and, um, you know, why do we forgive? Why do you, why do we, why are we commanded to forgive? Well, for one, because we do what God does, you know, we try to, uh, be like him. We try to follow his example and God is the, the pillar of forgiveness. Um, I also, I think that if we do not forgive people, it holds us back in our Christian walk, harboring anger or bad feelings will prevent you from moving further in uh, your ministry. Yeah, bitter- bitterness is a root that you don't want you know, to take over in your life. And bitterness is something that happens when you, um, you know, don't allow that forgiveness to come through your life and, and be displayed on for everyone around you to see. Um, we forgive because obviously God forgives us, you know, um, we forgive because we want to be forgiven. Um, we forgive because it's commanded in scripture and Colossians that tells us, you know, that we're to bear one another's burdens and forgive anyone that has come against you or that you've had a quarrel with. Um, if you want your God, if you want God in heaven to forgive you. So that's, that's why we forgive. It's because it's a commandment from God, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less easy to forgive. No, it doesn't. He asked various things of us that are not easy, um, hence the sacrifice that comes with it. Yep. And so um, it's Easter weekend. Yes. We're approaching Easter weekend. You're going to hear this the week after Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see uh, the most beautiful display of forgiveness I think of on um, when Jesus is crucified and, um, you know, it's hard to put yourself in a place where we can even try to compare what Christ went through on the cross. There's really nothing on this earth that could possibly even be into equivalence of what he went through. But if you look at Jesus dying on the cross and so much hatred and so much, you know, screaming at him so much, um, just violence and, you know, all at him and his most beautiful, I think, display of forgiveness is when he is praying to the father and saying, forgive them, you know, for they do not know what they're doing. And, you know, there are going to be people in our lives that, you know, ridicule us, that treat us awful, that gossip about us, that, you know, say things that do things that, you know, backstab us and manipulate and lie and all of these things. And, um, you know, to be able to say, 
you know, forgive them, Father, you know, to be able to come into the, the, the point of Christianity and the walk with Christ where you can say, you know, almost like asking God, you know, have mercy on their soul, even though they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. to me. You know, that's a hard thing to, you know, wrap your, your mind around. It's a forgiveness is a, it seems almost impossible, but it's, it's really, um, transforming really, if you think about it, the amount of growth and and maturity that it takes as a Christian to be able to do those things. Yeah. The release of something is, is hard. Um, when somebody does you wrong and you, you feel that on the inside, like you wouldn't care, but it, it hurts you, uh, you know, most likely emotionally could be physically. Um, but you are hurt and that hurt leaves a mark and sometimes it can take us a while to process the forgiveness to get rid of that mark. Um, and it's cause it, it just, it, it just goes deep. And if we don't work on it, if we don't get rid of it, it, it eats us up on the inside. And you mentioned like the, I think the, the root of bitterness or the bitterness root, like when you describe it as a root, that's because it's, it's down deep. And if you don't take care of it, it's going to continue to grow and it'll really set itself in there. The longer that it's in there, the harder it'll be to get out if you try to do it alone. But you must pray about it. You must ask God's help to get rid of that because you have to release that. It is holding you down. There is just no doubt about that. And it, it can be very tough to do that because our flesh is strong. And when it gets hurt, it sets up its defenses. It doesn't. It knows that if it does that again, or if it goes around that person again, that it's going to get hurt. And um, it's really hard, if not impossible, to overcome that. Yeah, I think. Um, I think boundaries are okay in situations where you feel like it's a reoccurring thing. Um, for if there's a certain person that just keeps, you know, going. And you feel like you're forgiving and forgiving mm-hmm. and forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. Seven I think, times seven. Yeah, times you still have to forgive. But I think for you as a as a place of, um, for you to operate in fullness and joy and peace in your life, there there's, there could need to be boundaries set up. I We're not here condoning like you just because God commands us to forgive that we put ourselves in situations to be hurt over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Yep, yep. Um, that we're not saying that at all, but we are saying, um, you know, in order for us to be forgiven and because we are forgiven, that's why we forgive others. Um, forgiveness is, is a tool that, um, really lets us, like you always hear that. I don't even know if it's, if I'm saying the phrase correctly, but forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for yourself basically. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of talked about that uh, just a second ago, but there is a release that happens, you know, when you forgive someone and when you don't forgive someone, you're holding on to all of those ill feelings and it's not allowing you to Mm -hmm. operate in all of the fruits of the spirit that God wants you to operate in. Um, so it's so important to realize that, you know, we don't forgive, um, we don't wait to forgive for when someone else apologizes. We don't mm-hmm. wait to forgive when someone else 
um, gets the realization that our feelings got hurt. We don't wait to forgive for them to have an aha moment. We have to forgive before any of that stuff has happened. There are going to be people in your life and you may have already have experienced it, but there are situations that are just downright wrong and you may have been mistreated. You may have been abused. You may have been emotionally, um, you know, disrupted and all of that. And all of those things are just in and of themselves wrong. You know, you were wronged mm-hmm. and there's, um, no other way to explain that than that we live in a world of sin and, you know, people are succumb to those evil forces that are out in the world today. Um, and we're not saying, you know, that it's okay that people did think those things to you, but we are saying that those people are probably never going to ask for your forgiveness. Uh, it's a great point. You say we do it for us because I, I'm sitting here trying to think the last time somebody wronged me and then asked for forgiveness. It usually doesn't happen. It, it usually doesn't. And a lot of the people who hurt us over and over again, that's just, unfortunately, that's the way they are. And we have to learn to process forgiveness or it will become extremely hard to love them. And as Christians, we have to love everybody. And if we can't forgive them, then we can't love them. Um, so yeah, I would say that the majority of the time, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but the majority of the time, the forgiveness is for us to allow us to release it. It's like you said, it's a tool that God gives us and teaches us to allow us to move forward and not get held back. Um, I love the boundaries things because we do learn who hurts us and our flesh learns that just like touching a hot stove. And I wouldn't say you're not completely ignoring the situation, but you might say, well, you know what? I'm not going to get in a financial deal with that person, or I'm not going to loan them money again, or I'm not going to talk about that subject. Like you learn the boundaries. You can still be around them. You can still love them. You just have boundaries and you're like, if we go through that, you know, it's going to be maybe even harder to forgive them if that happens again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. I, um, I think boundaries are so important in, in relationships because, you know, we're a flesh. People are going to hurt us. Um, but those reoccurring relationships, their boundaries are, are, is what's going to keep you mentally sane Mm -hmm. and not keep you, um, you know, God just doesn't want us living in strife and drama. And if you find yourself always in those situations, look around and see, you know, what you are, um, entertaining, you know, what are you participating in? What relationships are, are causing those things and just pray that God can help you make those boundaries and see it more clearly. Um, when we think about forgiving, um, I mean like how, what do you think this, like, what do you think? How do we, how do we do that? Like, what would you say, God, if there is a situation that somebody needs to be forgiving of someone, what do you think that that looks like, like practically? Well, so I was, I was in a meeting at work the other day, um, with some team members and I showed them some feedback that I had received on something that I'd done. And it was very direct feedback and they read it and they're like, what do you do when you get something like that? Like, how do you, how do you get past that? You know? Cause they saw it as like, 
an attack at you. Yeah, like it, like an attack on my work and what I had done. And I, I hope and pray that it was a good example at the moment because I'm like, listen, this is just another person sending me an email. Like I'm not taking it as a personal attack. Um, I have worked with that person for a long time. I know how they are. And, um, I don't, I don't want to say that I've had to forgive them for their communication, but I understand it and I set boundaries with it and I don't let it go straight to my core or my work ethic. And I think it was a good example that when they get emails like that, or when somebody attacks you like that, like it's hard to say, it's easy to say it, but it's hard to do it to just not take it personal as an attack. So I think that you have to forgive in the little things you forgiveness is practice. You got to practice it little by little. Somebody cuts you off on the interstate and instead of, you know, rolling down the window and giving them the one finger wave, you know, you just, and you don't, uh, I mean, I'm guilty. I'll step on the accelerator a little bit more every yeah. once in a while. Hey, whoa, bro. Let's whoa. Be, let's be truthful whoa. today. I know. Uh, I said I, I will. And, uh, but it's, it's practicing constantly all day when something irks you, you're like, I need to get that irk out of, uh, my soul. Even when I, it's hard to watch local news or national news. Uh, I do, uh, I visit Fox news and then I visit CNN. So I'll go back and forth between the both trying to get every side of the story. And I see a storyline and it will, it'll anger me and <laughs> you know, but it's not good. Right. So you want to be, you want to be a practicing forgiver and you want to be like, you know, Jesus forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, <laughs> they know not what they it's do. It's hard, right? <laughs> it's hard. Um, this takes me, I was, I had bought this forgiveness journal. I feel like my name's going to be in this journal a lot. Honestly, like, is this about me? No. Oh, I bought it. And I, <laughs> when I bought it, I, if I'm being honest, I bought it because it was pretty. Oh, I thought you, oh, that's so much better than what I thought. Because like, Jesse screwed up and like, no, I need a whole book to tell me how to forgive him. <laughs> it's funny because I, I am, um, I'm paying a little bit more attention to the appeal of books for just a certain reason, but I'll tell you, it is a beautiful book. It is it, very it is, pretty. It is. And I, the I feel like it. of it. I it's, loved the covers, the very colors yeah. and the way that the pictures are laid out. It's <laughs> Anyways, frame it, put it on the wall. So I bought it for that purpose and I looked at it and I said the forgiveness journal and I'm like, Oh, but, um, I love the author. And so, and I thought it was beautiful. And so I was like, well, I don't really feel like I have like a lot to like, I don't feel like I need this at the season of life that I'm in. Oh, well, I guess this podcast is over then. <laughs> You're just perfect. at it. No, I'm oh, saying, like, oh, okay. I have had a lot of things in my life that I've needed to forgive people for. Uh, his name's Jesse. <laughs> um, but at where the season I'm in, it doesn't speak to me. I, even the other day I tried to open it and I was like, I read the few, first few pages and I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, it just wasn't speaking to me. I, it, the questions, it was, it's very in depth. And I'm like, well, I don't really have anything that anybody's like wrong me that bad that I feel like I need to forgive. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm just going to put this away for another day, you know, another season of life. And it's really pretty. And so I put it, um, in my bedroom next to my bed <laughs> and Jesse texted yesterday about the topic of forgiveness. Oh. And it's funny because, um, when you get married, one of the most, um, 
like pieces of advice that people give you. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think? Like when you, okay, when we got married, what is like the the top like pieces of advice that people give you? Oh, well, I don't really remember getting like a lot of advice about being married or anything. Um, but you will hear people say that like it's work, like it can be oh, work. Okay. Yes, it oh. is work. This, you have to work at it like you work yes, at anything else. I, I do agree. But the one that I was thinking of. Not our marriage. It's just perfect. And it's fairy tale. No. The <laughs> one that I was thinking of was the one that says, um, don't go to bed angry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody is always like, don't go to bed angry. You have to work out your problems before you lay your head down on your pillow. Yeah, we night. haven't slept in a week. Just so anybody knows. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I'm like, oh, that's, did you hear that? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Um, I'm like, oh, that just, got better. And so I, I, when you think about not going to bed angry, like that is a hard (laughs) thing to live out when you're tired, when you're, when you're tired (laughs) and there's a lot going on a lot. And if we're being honest in this moment, we go to bed angry probably a lot of times. Oh, I wouldn't say a lot, <laughs> but we go to bed early, okay? So maybe that and has so, something to do with it. When I, um, when I read this page in this journal, it said, um, after I began, okay, so let me let me just start here where the, with actually the verse. It says, "Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold." Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And that's a couple different versions in Ephesians that kind of like skipped and pulled out just like random ones that you can find in Ephesians. And the um, author said this, I became aware that I must get intentional when I go to bed every night. Isn't God gracious that he allows this teaching to be tied to something we see every night? As the sun is going down, I remember it's time for God to clean me out. I do not want to go to bed with anger or other difficult emotions sitting heavy in my heart. And she just goes on to say that the just the practicality of the sun, like we see the um, practicality of the sun rising and we always think like, Oh, as the sun rises, God's fresh mercy and grace. Like new beginning, yes, oh, yes. Just a new day. Like, yeah. praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> it's like whatever happened yesterday is, is over, right? Yeah. I get to see the sun rise a bunch. I like to get up early. And so I was, and then when I read that, I was like, you know what? That's a great practicality tool to use as the sun is setting and as you get in your bed every night. You know, God, clean me of any anger, clean me of any emotions that are unsettled in my spirit. Clean me of any frustrations, any for like forgiveness that I need to give. You know, I don't understand it in this moment and you're not going to figure it out in the the moments that you're laying in bed before you go to sleep. It's not going to be full circle Mm -hmm. aha moment, but it is literally that practical tool of saying every single night, God, you know, all of this stuff happened to me and this is just, it's overwhelming and I am just asking you to help me understand, help me process, help me figure out how I can, you know, start fresh tomorrow. How can I, how I can receive that fresh grace and mercy with a fresh attitude? Um, because it literally, it does take that because if you ever think like when you're restless at night and when you're sleeping at Mm -hmm. night, what if we 
instead, before we went to sleep, just said, you know, God, cleanse me, purify me. You know, you see it in David where he says, clean my heart, oh God, purify me. I want to have a right spirit. But for us to have that peace and rest and to know that, you know, God just wants us to pull him in every moment of the day that we can. And that is a great way, a great practical tool. You're not going to forgive years worth of hurt, you know, in Mm -hmm. that moment, but it's a tool to say, God, I'm open and available for you to just come in and do what only you can do. Because forgiveness is something that is a spiritual thing that we and of ourselves cannot do. We're flesh. We cannot do it on our own. We have to have his Holy Spirit working inside of us, showing the love of Christ through people who are really unlovable and who have really treated us wrongly. And I, I just, you know, we always hear that. Don't go to bed angry. But I'm like, yeah, that's a great, cause you hear that and you're like, well, how in the world is that possible? <laughs> and that's a great tool. Cause even if you're mad at your husband laying next to you, God, he's right there. Just help me purify me. He's a butthead. <laughs> help him fall off the edge of the bed. <laughs> it's a, yes. So you're not going to be able to solve it, but forgiveness is practice. It's work. So if you do that each night before you go to bed, maybe you're working to forgive little by little. Like we're going through the the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University the other day, and he talked about like like debt as an elephant, or or maybe this wrongdoing as an elephant. Like how do you how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. And so how do you forgive somebody for a massive wrongdoing or many years of small wrongdoings. Like how do you forgive them of that? And maybe it's just one bite at a time, one, one small prayer before you go to bed. Um, yeah, I do know that there has been, well, we've been married over 11 years now. I think there was one night or more maybe to where like, you know, you sense the tension and then somebody falls asleep or the other party falls asleep before you can, you know, uh, solve world peace at that point in time. But I I will roll over and say, you know, like whisper prayer because it's all that it's all that I can do in that moment because we you, you sometimes you can't talk it out. You can't right. um, because because we're flesh. All right. And, and we just suck at stuff. But uh, sometimes you just can't talk it out because everything is so stirred up. But you should be able to always talk to God about it. And it doesn't, you know, I'm not saying don't pray for 20, 30, 40 minutes or whatever, but 15 seconds or something of just saying a little something, just starting that process, planting that seed of peace before you go to sleep. Because like Brooke mentioned, like it will eat at you all night and you will not rest. You will wake up, you know, with your fresh start the next morning, but you didn't sleep very well. So don't feel that fresh. And then, uh, you're probably easily to be set off that next day and it could just go on for a long time. Yeah. I think that's really, that's a really good, um, you know, I can think, and I, I share this story with, uh, faith factory kids quite a bit, but I can think back to a time where, um, you know, somebody did do me dirty (laughs) (laughs) and 
Um, is it in the forgiveness journal? <laughs> no, I literally haven't written anything in the forgiveness journal. You can look if I you don't believe I, me. I was watching the page. I, I was looking for my name. I didn't see anything. And so um, in that moment, I was obviously hurt and betrayed and felt like little. And But um, one of the greatest lessons of my life was in that moment. And that was given through the Holy Spirit. Um, I remember being in my car on my way. I must have been going to church because I was in my car by myself, um, headed toward towards Richmond on seventy, and so I must a, have been. What a great place to go when you're struggling with something. I know. I don't know. I must have been. Um. Anyways, and so I remember the Holy Spirit nudging me to pray a prayer of blessing over that person, and I mean, I was so upset. I was crying. You know, it just really hurt me. And um, someone who spoke very harsh words to me. Um, and God told me to pray a prayer of blessing over them. I'm like, like when you're hurt by someone Uh praying nice things over them is very hard to do, Uh but it's so powerful. And there's so much growth that it allows you to experience. Um, and it's great to pray a prayer of blessing over someone for their sake. But in that moment, it wasn't for their sake. It was for my sake. God was saying, I need you to pray this because I need you to realize you need to get over it. And it's not, you know, so many times we place our our thoughts or our opinions or our worth in other people's hands and what they think of us. And in that moment, it was a prayer of forgiveness, but it was a prayer of realizing that that person's opinions do not matter to what I've called you to do. And there's just so much release, like you said, but also a growth that happened in me that I'm still able to remember and to like look back on and say, that was a moment where I truly had to forgive, Mm -hmm. you know, for all of the wrong that that person had done for me. Um, and not just a one-time prayer, it was multiple times where I had to pray where just the Holy spirit nudges and says, pray for them. I want you mm-hmm. to bless them. I want you to bless their family. I want you to, you know, and that's a hard pill to swallow. It takes a very mature Christian to do that. I think God puts people or allows people into your lives to help you be better at things. And sometimes somebody comes into your life and they're hard to forgive or they're a pain in your life's butt or something. And, and God has them there and will not move them. until you change your attitude towards them and start processing the forgiveness. I can think of multiple examples in my life um, here recently where people have tested me or um, just various situations have happened. And when I, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to have you do this, but, when I changed my attitudes towards them and I started praying blessings over them, uh, well, they, they moved out of my life. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not saying that like I, I didn't pray them out of my life. I changed my view of them because that's what I felt God led me to do. And these people are legit, like nowhere in my life is like the amount that they were. And, and it's just like, God said, okay, now I'll take that, that distraction or that issue away. 
and now give you something else to focus on. It's like, like I, I felt like I was being trained. It, well, trained, and then because you were obedient, mm-hmm. he handled it for you. And yeah. it wasn't the way that you maybe thought in your head. It was a much better way. No, I didn't you know? think that that was going so to happen. So much more. We were yeah. just talking about that in our quest the other day about how God desires to do so much more. You know, he, he, I think it was a story of Abram, you know, where Abram wanted a child Mm -hmm. and he prayed for a child, you know, and God said, no, Abram, I'm going to give you that child, but I'm going to give you so many more descendants. I'm going to do so much more for you. Um, you know, your obedience and your forgiveness, obedience in, um, you know, just living a holy and pure life sometimes before the Lord, humbling yourselves. And he says, you're obeying. Great. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me bless you. Let me handle it for you. Let me, let me, uh, take control. And I don't know. It's really awesome. That's the Matthew seven, seven, uh, verse from the quest Ask. study that we're doing. Ask and you will receive. Yeah, Seek and you I, I think will find. That, Knock and the door will be open to you. I think that's a, in that a, that one might be a mixture of seven, 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 eight. They're like really similar to each other. But yeah, that's what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I think forgiveness is just um, it's obviously for the person who's struggling, who has been hurt. It's for it's for yourself. It's mm-hmm. not for the other person. And so you're not always going to hear "I'm sorry," but you still in your heart have to forgive and move on. Um, but it's also a way for God to be included in every part of our life. You know, Mm -hmm. he wants to be in every part, every struggle, every high, every low, every, you know, he just wants you to just pull him in any way you can. And forgiveness is something that is really like, we have to pull him in on that. You can't do it without him. You can't do it without him. And, um, it's a hard, hard thing, but it's a beautiful thing to watch, you know, Jesus crucified on the cross was a hard, hard thing, but if he hadn't have, you know, given his body, his life for our sins, we would never see the beauty in the resurrection and forgiveness is very much like that. It's a hard, hard thing. But if you don't die to yourself, die to the bitterness and the anger and all of that, um, you're not going to see that beautiful version of you that God wants to, to have walking displayed of glory, of, of praise, of, of his glory and everything that we do and say, um, any last minute thoughts, Jess? Uh, you know, as you forgive people and they know you are Christians, then God gets the glory from that. They know, they know that they have done you wrong. They might not be remorseful for it, or whatnot, they might just think you're being soft or a whiny baby about it or something. But they know they've done you wrong. They know they've hurt you. And when they see you take the high road, they know that God was in it and that he gets the glory from it. And that's what our entire lives are to be based around, every action we do. That is really good. I think so many times we, we put a um, like a scope on what our testimony is of our, of like salvation is. And like, everyone's like, you know, share what Jesus has done for you. Share what Jesus has done for you, which is, uh, is super important. Please share what Jesus has done for you. But your life wasn't just that moment. Like Jesus just didn't come into your life and transform your life in that moment. He's doing it. He should be doing it every single day, mm-hmm. pulling things out of you. And those examples and those Um, moments of forgiveness, those moments of love when it seems hard to love, 
um, those are even more of a testimony of what God is doing. You know, he saved your soul 20 years ago. Okay. But he's showing his testimony of grace and forgiveness in your life every single day. And just by obeying and doing the things the Bible teaches is a great testimony of your faith. It's a great testimony of his, um, you know, grace in our lives. And, um, and yes, he should get every ounce of glory. Agreed. I agree. (laughs) Amen, brother. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna pray it out. Yes. That's what we do. That's right. I'm going to pray. You going to pray? I don't. You want rock, paper, scissors for it? I'm or paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Oh, I lost. Yep. That means you get to pray. Oh, yeah. I win to pray. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm I'll just go with kidding. that. No, no. I'll pray. Okay. All right. Dear God, uh, what an awesome God you are. What a great God you are. We thank you for giving us such uh great teachings and scriptures so that we may follow Lord and, uh, help guide our steps each day so that every step that we take, every action we take, every person we forgive, every person we love, Lord God, that you get the glory from each of these interactions. Uh, we ask that you bless everybody during this most important holiday season. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your example, Lord God. And we thank you for, uh, podcasts like this, which try to put your truth out there so as many people as possible listen and hear it. Lord, please continue to bless that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God, we come to you. God, thanking you for everything that you do for us. And I just pray right now for the person who feels very hurt. God, there's a, a person listening today that um, they clicked on this podcast because they saw the title. And that tells me that they need to hear this message today. And God, I pray for that hurt heart. I pray for that person that feels like they've been betrayed, that feels like there's no hope. God, that feels like they've been, their heart has just been stumped on and that they aren't important anymore. And God, I just want you to uplift that person right now today. God, I want, um, you know, your scripture and your word tells us that you are near to the brokenhearted. And I just pray that you be near God, that they feel the breath of your lungs. They feel the the um, arms being wrapped around them, Lord Father, and I just pray that you comfort them. God, I pray that you give them hope. I pray that you place a new um, passion, new desire, God, for them to really walk out the life that you've called them to walk out. And I pray that you could place a a seed of forgiveness, God. It may not be an easy step-by-step thing for them at the moment because they're really hurt, but God, it can be a seed. God, it can be a light in a very dark time. And I thank you that you, that you are close to the brokenhearted and that you do love us. And I just pray your protecting arm around them in Jesus name. Amen. We love you guys and we will see you next time. All right.